Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Sun's award-winning brewery in Cork. Call in if you're around Cork for some nice beers. I'm delighted to welcome Mark of Indominus to the show. How are you, Mark? Hello, I'm not too bad. How are you? He's currently driving with his yeah. two knees on the steering wheel, so if he does crash, it's not my fault. Mark, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I, I hope my insurance company's not looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, anyway, Mark? Great I'm to have you on the show. Thanks. I'm. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, other band members are uh, a bit busy at the moment, so you just get the short end of the stick here with me. So well, uh, thanks for I'm, having us. I'm getting an original um, member, aren't I? Yeah, that's true. An old original member. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. I, we're all at that age now, my friend. Yeah. You're feeling the aches and pains after gigs, are you? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Um, it's it's like uh, I say I'm going home to slip into something more comfortable, and it's a, it's a bath of deep heat. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll maybe talk about the, the gigs at the moment. Yeah. Like, you're, you're back in action, which is great news, and I'm sure you've got plenty of fans around the countryside going, hopefully they might yeah. hit our town or city. So maybe you might just talk about, first of all, the last few gigs he did. How did you get on with them? And anyone in particular that stood out for you? Yeah, um, we, we had a plan to come back with the Metal to the Masses just after the, um, just with COVID and everything, putting a stop to, to everything we had been doing prior. And uh, the first two gigs we did was Metal to the Masses. One was a, a, our first heat. And then we got through to the semi-final, but those first two gigs that was set up by the Distortion Project, James Loveday, I'm sure Shout you're aware to James. Of. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a really good, supportive guy in the scene up here. Um, those two gigs were actually brilliant, and it was a real kind of eye-opener to us what had changed in the last three, four years. Um, there was a lot of younger, when I say younger, like I'm 49 now, they're a lot younger than me, you know, they're mm -hmm. 19, 20 coming yeah. and actually supporting the bands, the local bands, and actually getting into the music. I don't know if you saw any of the live um, videos. People yeah. were going ballistic, you know, and yeah. that only makes you want to do more and give more energy and play harder. You know, and when you you're see. converting new fans, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, certainly uh, just getting out. And I think live is the best. Yeah. I, I like playing live. I mean, I mean, we do record stuff, but recording's a bit like... I wouldn't say tedious, but it's very involved, as it were. Yeah, Whereas you're more I looser like on the, stage. Yeah, I do like the, um, I just hate that click noise, you know, when you're recording. Yeah. <laughs> it gets in your head, but I, I do like playing live. And certainly those first couple of gigs were, you know, a real door opener for us. Um, so you played even the Burning Metal Farewell gig that was down in Dublin. How did that go down? It went really well. Um, we know Phil quite well. We did. We played with them, Abaddon Incarnate, and ourselves uh, a long number of years, and that's how we met Phil because he had set that gig up. Okay. Um, and then he had always kept in touch with us, you know, behind the scenes. And um, I think a band couldn't do it because one of the members was ill. And then I kind of jumped on and said, "Look, we'll fill in." So yeah. we kind of filled in at short notice and. Just to get back into the the southern scene a wee bit, you know, because yes. we we had been kind of sheltered in the <laughs> Northern Ireland, <laughs> even though I'm not from here originally. But oh, oh aren't you? No, know. you know? whereabouts are you from, Mark? I'm originally a Dubliner. Well, Jesus, <laughs> Probably... you could have fooled me with that accent, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I lived in Dublin all my life and um, went to oh. gigs. 
uh, 1990s and stuff, you know, so all the all the good gigs at that time. Like your path into music, Mark, were you just with For Christ's Sake, is it? Or had you other projects before that? that? I, I, was, I was in a band in Dublin called Black Wolf and I, I, I was going around with, um, I don't know if you know Paul Kearns. He I do, of course. Primor- Legend. Prim- Primordial, I think he was, or no, Fifth Dominion. Fifth Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was, I remember seeing Primordial when they started out. Yeah. Um, it was in the Rock Garden, I think, in Dublin. <laughs> the Rock Garden. And Septic yeah. Snail and Fifth Dominion. Fifth Dominion were brilliant. I don't. I think Paul Kearns is in a different band now. And is he in Sweden or something? Or the last time I saw him, he was doing merch for Primordial. Yeah. Down in Limerick. Right. Because he's really tight with those guys. Yeah. Um, is it uh, Alan Averill? Was the, Alan? Was yeah, the that's correct. Yeah. I can't think off the top of my head the name of the band that. Currency is associated with him. I'm nearly sure it was um, an English band or something like that, but yeah, I, yeah, can't remember. That's uh, just... like um, you know the guy that used to be in. He was he is in Carcass, but he was in the the singer was in the band. Oh, I forget. They there one of those? No. Um, they sing a song on Midnight Mountain. I forget the. They're like a they're like a doom band, an early doom band, but they remind me. Currency reminds me of. That's okay. what they're trying to get at, you know. But yeah. that's how far back I go. So that's quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Corey was Corey in Fifth Dominion as well. Yeah, there's the I I I think they were one of the heaviest bands at the time in Dublin because there was a lot of death metal bands then. Yes, correct. You're spot you know, on. I think there's a lot now, but you know there was there was quite a lot. You yeah, know? and maybe just talk about then for Christ's sake, is it or? Yeah, well, that was kind of a. That was a project that the, another drummer had set up and, and I'd been involved in. Um, right. We kind of did stuff out in Europe and then we kind of split with the drummer because it just wasn't working out. Was and Logan then, with you then, yeah? Yeah, Logan okay. was the original guitarist. So we decided that we were just going to go out on our own. And uh, we had other members, Simon and Alan, and we set up uh, Indominus and just decided to go full tilt death metal kind of hardcore mm. and just repent and, and get away from the other stuff we had done, you know? Okay. Okay. That and that's seven years ago now. So that's when we decided on that EP, that one with the, the Legion within. Yeah. It's good. It still sounds amazing, man. I was listening to it today. Just fucking going, wow. Just checked your band camp, man. I was just trying to find out who um, was involved in the production of it. Um, well, we used the guy, it was a Bearcat Studios. Well, uh, Bearcat, that's come up before, yeah. Yeah, a guy called Johnny, and then there was a guy... Uh, Bearcat Studios, that's in uh, Belfast, is it? Yeah, uh, it was Johnny and uh, Josh Sid Robinson. He still does metal stuff. Oh. He he engineered some of it, and then we we had a different drummer at the time, and um, it, I just think it sounded quite fat and filling, and mm. the mix was good, and yeah. it just sounds... It does jump out. We do get good reviews about it, yeah. And we're definitely. going to try and do that with the next thing we do, kind of okay. similar, similar kind of in your face kind of stuff. When that came out, was there record labels sniffing around ye at the time? How big did it get with that initial release and and maybe a few tours and stuff on the back of it? We we had a lot of interest and the uh, we we kind of thought maybe we should DIY because it was coming around the time where Spotify was getting big and. Mm-hmm. all those kind of streaming platforms and we thought 
is a label going to really help us that much? Because all they really do is pay for the, you know, production of the CD and then you try and sell it. Yeah. And, and most, most of the younger crowd now, everything's on their phones. Yes. It's not so much. We have the old school guys like myself and yourself wanting to buy the actual physical yes. CD or mm-hmm. vinyl. Vinyl's coming back with a bang, I think. But yeah, we had interest and we got out to, um, we kind of do well out in Holland. We've played yeah. Holland a few times. We played Stonehenge. I don't know if you've heard of Stonehenge. Yes, I have, yeah. Last July with uh, Vader and Marduk and Suffocation. And That's ba- some uh, fucking line up there, man. Misery fucking Index. Um, all those. So Jesus. we were like hanging around with all of them. And it was great. Like, And it's just a different atmosphere over there. You know, it's just yeah. a different mindset about heavy metal. Compared that in to Germany here. as well, man. Yeah, I heard, I was speaking to Stuart out of the crawling last week, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And he was saying Germany's really good. They've played mm-hmm. in Germany and it's it's a world of a difference compared to here. Yeah, oh, it is. It's the home of metal, here, man. I mean, yeah. By here, I mean Ireland, North and South, because there's no real difference in that the crowds are, like I was at Iron Maiden there in Dublin on Saturday and it was jammed. It was packed. Yeah. And you just say to yourself, where are all these people? And I know. Where are you know. Yeah. It's a funny thing that you brought up, Maiden, because I was talking to somebody else about actually Depeche Mode. And he was at uh, Depeche Mode in Malahai Castle. He didn't get to the inner circle, but he was up against the barrier anyway. And he said all around him was no Irish people. It was just full of um, people from Spain, France that actively travel to follow the band around. And I was just wondering, would that be the same with Maiden? Like, was there a lot of... Yeah, there seems to be a lot. I know I don't know where in Dublin there's a lot of Brazilians and Argentinians because there's a lot of those type of flags. Yes. But then I've, I've been at Metallic and stuff and they seem to have traveling fans. You yeah. know the way the, the Grateful Dead had fans yeah. that traveled yeah, everywhere right. with yeah. them? Metallic are getting that way as well. That the, yeah. You know, they have fans. It's, it's, it's not an Irish form. thing really, is it? Irish not lads really. don't tend to do that. <laughs> Following them <laughs> around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really expensive, you know, so... And there's us thinking seven pounds a lot to see us <laughs> <laughs> or seven euros, whatever it is. <laughs> when the EP came out, because I want to bring you up to where you are yeah. now at the moment. So that was 2016, was it? 17? Yeah. That's a long time ago, yeah, man. And, and and if you think of that period too, three years of that has been COVID, where it's just been, yes. air guitars have been rusting on hangers. and fuck's sake. You know. But I presume like, that you have been writing right through COVID or was that difficult for you as a band? Um, It was because there was no practice places and we okay. couldn't meet up. And we kept messengers really good, you know, Facebook mm. Messenger and, and WhatsApp. To be honest, if I'm being really honest with you, we didn't really start back till last January before Stonehenge. Okay. And we, re- we wrote songs then and we said we were going to actively move away from that EP that you like, The Legion mm. Within. Yeah. and write new stuff because oh, we yeah. thought maybe that that legion within whilst it sounds good it's time dated now seven years so of course yeah you're, you're kind of not flogging a dead horse we don't play any of those songs live anymore i know uh, i saw your set list there for was it burning metal yeah and i, I was shocked i, I was know. just going it's not one of the old songs on it you see that legion within because it's drenched in lead guitar we early guitarist left because he, he just wasn't into music. Well, he's still into music, but he just didn't want to do it anymore. Okay. And we don't actively do that amount of lead anymore. Okay. Uh, the sweet, you know, all the sweeps you hear yes. and all that. 
he's yeah. really good at all that and you know it, it is nice to hear but we just think we want him maybe simplify it a wee bit you know and mm. make it a bit more impactful I'm not yeah. saying the lead is bad I'm just saying sometimes two minute solos you lose people live you know yeah of course yeah we're at any stage we're E5 piece no um yes okay we were because right. we had uh, two guitars and then we had the vocalist, me, and then the drummer. So, yeah, we were. But I think it works works out well, which being more streamlined as a four-piece. Obviously, from a democratic point of view, voting on <laughs> stuff, <laughs> you don't have to be the fifth <laughs> wheel, yeah. you know. In the, do in you the find program. you have to do much more fill-ins now, the fact that you're a four-piece as a bassist? Um, well, I, I've started to use, um, I haven't used them before, overdrive pedal and okay. uh, boost and stuff so yeah because i think our sounds filling out quite well live i think mm. i think we've made a dynamic with those those first few gigs we've done where people have come up to us and said oh that was cracking live and yeah. you never really think of you're not outside yourself to look at yourself playing of course and yeah. sometimes if that makes sense and sometimes it's a bit surreal watching it on a phone yeah yeah but, yeah, yeah i understand you know, yeah going, did I do that? Did I did I swing someone's shirt out into the audience there? Or, you know, because you're kind of in the. I hate to say in the zone because it sounds stupid, but in the moment of playing there, you're like, I just get an adrenaline adrenaline rush playing. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you just nearly bash the hell out of the guitar mm. to the point of breaking the strings. It's yeah. hard to explain unless you unless you're in it. playing live. You know. Yeah, I mean, I you're that's looking. The we, that's the reason we do it because the buzz you get from it. Yeah, you look at uh, how Stranglewire have progressed over the last yeah. few years. It's amazing, isn't it? They're a great band. I mean, we were supposed to play with them. Was it last week or the week before? We played with them, Lost Brethren. Oh yeah, um, they they pulled out of that. That's right. Yeah, yeah you're spot on. I, yeah, I forgot all about the that. boys were there except one of the guitars. So I don't know what happened, but they're dead on yeah. guys and um. A fair play to them. They did a tour of America and stuff, so mm. I'm sure they're I'm definitely sure flying idea. the flag there for death metal and and yeah. just live as well. More so, oh, it's really sure. good. And and some of the boys, I know Pete, the singer, he was he's been in. I think he was in Condemned from yes, from memory. Great. And they're good live, and they do their videos with a guy called Obscenery Films. And I'm nearly sure they do stuff for Metallica as well. Okay. So wow. They're mixing in the right kind of yeah, they are. circles, you know, and they're crawling, brilliant, you know, really good mm. band and, you yeah. know, really pushing things forward. And Yeah, it's a great scene to be involved in, Mark, isn't yeah. it, at the moment? It's exciting. There's young blood coming through and the, the likes of the crawling, strangle word. There's, there's a lot of established bands now that are yeah. slowly moving across to the UK, to Europe for tours as well. Yeah, because I see Dead Label now have announced they're doing some sort of tour. And um, mm. we haven't really played with them or crossed with them much, okay. um, but they would be more of a well-known Southern. Yeah, band. they would be. Yeah, they would and be then, definitely. Uh, obviously, we played with uh, an air heat. We played with RPC from uh, they're from Cork, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of an eye opener, but they're good. They're good, <laughs> good, good guys. Like we get on quite well with them. You're working on an EP at the moment, Mark. Is there going to be just uh, refined down to maybe? four or five songs we probably have eight or nine i'd imagine and yeah we have a lot um to be honest it's the attention span of people generally now okay i think 
Um, and I've seen that with bigger bands, even talking about Anthrax said about is is making albums the way to go forward anymore? You know, should we release a couple of songs every couple of months? Yeah. Or, you know, so we're thinking maybe three or four songs of the, out of that set, the strongest four. Um, yes. Do you think that the audience reaction will define what songs will make it onto the EP or have, have you an idea of it yourselves already? Yeah, well, we, we, we know the ones that go down well and um, certainly the ones that are in the set now, there's four there that are definites. Definitely we know ourselves and we've kind of tweaked them as well and we said they're the ones we're going to use because they seem to be the ones that are the most impactful. Yes. You know, and the ones that I would like to listen to if I was, because I listen to them, we have them on SoundCloud just for practice. Okay. I, I meant to send you the SoundCloud. I must send That's you right. the SoundCloud. Send it on anyway, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, I do really like this because, you know, yeah. I, I am not an ego head where I'd say, oh, our music's brilliant. Our, our music, I just let the music, because you will always have people that like the stuff and people that say that's shit. You know, mm. that's I know. just like, isn't yeah. it? It's just, you know. Yeah, and, you'd, uh, you'd hope that there would be people brave enough to say as well, like, that's shit. <laughs> you know, you need to. No, well, I, I'm, I'm, I, I think it's more honest when you say it's crap, when you're saying it's good, when you don't think it's good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a fine line sometimes with uh, bands and re in relation to that with certain members. Well, see, years ago when bands played and we would play, and I'm talking about other bands I've been in, other people would be there like this, watching the bands, mm. you know, press me. Yeah. You know, and I'm just going about the crowd or they would disappear yeah. outside from smoke or a vape. Not so much as a vape then, but <laughs> yeah. more of a smoke. And you would just go, that's really disrespectful of we're coming to see you and vice versa, you know, so that doesn't happen. I, I, I've i noticed with these last few gigs that everyone stays in. Mm, yeah. And they try and fill the venue wherever it is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's always a good sign when you see that happening. Yeah, we did play Cork before as well. Huh. That was a while back then. It must have been before 2017, oh, yeah. 18, maybe, I'm guessing. It's a We played yeah. with Stranglewire were there as well. Was that Urban Assault? No, was that a festival? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Urban Assault. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ Almighty! I, I was at that. So we did. We did play that. I remember. I remember headbanging so much that my neck hurt all the way driving home. I was <sighs> driving like this. Oh my God! <laughs> Fucking hell! It was a good night. It's just yeah. some drive. Some drive. It's a, yeah, look, I've done it a few times now up to Belfast for various gigs. And um, oh, <laughs> yeah, the Crypt of the Riff was uh, one of them. I'd probably do, do it again in August. Um, if if I don't have anything planned for holidays, I might go up to that. There's yeah. a great lineup, a two day lineup for that. Shout out to Jake from yeah. Elder Druid for organizing that. Yeah, good stuff. Let's, let's talk about the new members, Mark, who joined. So first of all, was the singer, was it? Uh, Ricky joined five years ago. 2019, so, was it around that? Then the drummer's the the most recent. He's about, I'd say he's over a year and a half now. Yeah. Oak is his name. Um, he's he's really into his punk music. Okay, that's surprising. nice. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> he's into all that stuff. And um, but he's he's a good wee drummer. Like he's only 20, so it's good to have that. Yes. That energy in the background. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the older guys are out at the front. Yeah. Me, and how me how did you older. discover both of those lads? Well, Ricky had been in bands in the scene here, so um, we we kind of knew of him. 
and he, okay. he's really good with the crowd. He interacts with the crowds well, and um, and we just I think we just met up with him sometime and asked him to join because we were looking a singer because our singer had left. We've always yeah. had a problem with singers and drummers, right? Uh, and then <laughs> it's usually we, drummers, <laughs> yeah. And we waited for I think we waited for over two years for a drummer. We were just and that was COVID, and we were like, yeah. we're just we'll just wait and see. Mm-hmm. We were like trying to sprat out to catch a whale, you know that? And yeah, on the boat for, for a bite. But then yeah. some drummers are in two or three bands and you can't really get. We approached people as well. And and then this wee guy, Oak, he, he contacted us on Messenger, sent a demo of him playing with another band and we said, we'll try it out. And we did. And we practiced with him and it's just a consistent practice. Yeah. And he's, work, he's worked out quite well. He's easy going. Um, He's got a lot of friends that like us and stuff, and it's good to get in with that age group too. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah. I'm—he's twenty, so I feel like his dad because <laughs> I have a twenty-year-old son. So oh, have you really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm fifty in December, so like I'm I'm pushing on. Yeah, <laughs> so, it must be mad, all right. I love doing it. It makes me feel less than fifty. <laughs> and do you think with Ricky and Oak, they're after bringing? their own flavour to the music or is it still too early to say that? No, I, I think they have and they actively contribute and um, the drummer can sing, can do the growls and stuff. He can do backing. Okay. Um, we haven't really used that yet, um, but he's quite good that way and, and Ricky would be very good at contributing ideas and doing all the different vocal styles and pig squeal stuff now and all that kind of thing, you know. So yeah, they, we all get on well together. Mm. And Logan does a lot of the guitar work, so we sometimes clinic together where we come together and do the work out the guitar bits. and So it works quite well. And where's the practice space for you, Mark? Everywhere and anywhere. Oh, you're one of those <laughs> bands just... Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think we got barred from one place because we cancelled because one of us had COVID and then the guy just gave us, it was a one hit and no other chances afterwards. So uh, we practice in Lisbon, which is where I am at the moment. Um, mm. We found a wee space, which is quite good. So that works out well. Has Logan moved up to Antrim direction as well? Or is he still a, is Logan a dub? He is. No, no, he's from here. He's from Lisbon, but he lives in Banbridge, which ah. next up is Nuri. So yeah, he's, he's from here. Yeah. They're all from here except me. Although okay. I married here. I married here about 20 years ago. 21 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. I was wondering I that because you were on about Dublin. So you moved in and then met Logan up here. Is yeah, it? I, I moved because of a woman. So Yes, it's a familiar story. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't move for the band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking classic. But, uh, we appreciate the support from guys like yourself who do these things because if we didn't have this or the Metal Ireland, you know, the Burn Metal Ireland or those things, there just wouldn't be... Yeah, Wayne like, as well, the wrong kind of media. He's... Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're, they've mentioned us and it's quite a good thing that they do the podcast. And then yeah. obviously like the James Love days of this world and yes. other people, you know, it's just, we're, we're playing a gig in Fibbers at the end of July. Right. Um, they organise OD promotions. Oh yeah, that's uh, Mickey. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. So I, Shout yeah, out to Mickey. I, I don't know the full lineup, but it's the 28th of July. So Right. Yeah, isn't it fantastic that there's so many gigs out, Mark? Yeah. And it's just getting people to come, isn't it? Really, I think. Yeah, James and Tall John, 
down um, Siege oh, yeah. and Limerick. And we played that as well. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> like, time ago. <laughs> like they're great people to have, but like it's also really good and exciting to see young promoters coming on the scene and yeah. see how they do it their own way. You know, they're well savvy yeah. with the social media side of things. Because um, yeah. I think a lot of the gigs in the past they fell down was just through lack of promotion and that mightn't have necessarily been down to the promoter. Could have been just yeah. down to the venue itself. I think too, one thing I found, you know, from doing gigs oh, many moons ago before Facebook, a lot of it was word of mouth, you know, telling friends and yeah. tape trades. and It's changed an awful lot. Mm. Yeah. But then Facebook is a false, a false indicator of who's going to be there because people say yeah we're going and click interested or going and you say 100 people are going and 25 turn up you know yeah so it is what it is it is what it is yeah it's it's kind of you need one member of the band to be on the ball with it though all the time either social media or you know it's a constant it's a constant thing you know you'd need to employ someone to do it and we just don't have the fun (laughs) yeah yeah. So with we'd say now with the EP progressing along yeah. in relation to songs wrote, etc. What are you thinking of doing? Are you going to try and get a release out this year or next year? And we were aiming for hopefully this year. Um and we were aiming to try and have a bit of both, you know, a physical thing that you can hold because we have the yeah. artwork for it. We use a Canadian guy. Okay. Um to do our has done all our artwork from day one. Nice. The reason we use him is because it's different and he's not he's not in this scene, so we don't trip over anyone else. Yes. And okay. because he's from a totally different country, we think it brings a different hmm. like a different kind of element. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the artwork of the EP. Yes. And then obviously we did a song called Ambivalence Within, or I can't even remember that. It's on Spotify and you'll see it. He did that artwork as well. Okay. So it's kind of unique. And then we got the, there was a guy who did death metal logos. He designed the logo. The logo is class, ago. man. Yeah. Greg, Gragoth was the guy. Um, I think he did some black metal bands, famous black metal bands he did. And we managed to get him. Okay. And he did the, all that sheet. See, that's, that's it there. Look, self, that's it, yeah. self-promotion. <laughs> no, I'm going to be purchasing one myself, kiddo. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, we really, pre- you know, we really hope to get it out this year. And uh, mm. as I said, all the usual streaming stuff. But I know there's guys like you and me who would like to yeah. have it. Like uh, this is, a, I shouldn't really be showing this, but that's <laughs> like this. <Yeah. laughs> it's our maiden. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just on about it actually in the forums there that it's a fucking nightmare when bands release a double CD like Mastodon now, for example. Just oh, a fucking yeah. drama of taking out the CD because I have a mobile phone holder in the CD slot. So All right. Like, you know, the temptation is always just to leave the fucking CD in, in there. But like, I'm just going, oh man, I have to hear the second CD oh. and you're fucking pulling and dragging. Yeah, I know, I know. And all my the, my <laughs> favorite bands, I always try and buy their CD. I, I, yes. And I try and stop myself listening to it on release day on Spotify because it's yeah. not the same. As putting it in your CD player. In no, the and the sound quality is fucking way different too, man. Yeah. I find I, I, I think Spotify has ruined yeah. the kind of... I remember, do you remember the sound seller in Dublin? Yeah, it was, I interviewed Tommy. I had to. I interviewed him for the show way back when, like, three I years ago. I used to ago. get my tickets there. And I remember when the Black Album came out, 
I'm probably mm-hmm. showing my side now that I seem to be a closet Metallica fan here. Go on. But I bought the Black Album on vinyl when it came out originally from, and it Perfect. wasn't like you get it at midnight. You know, now you get it at midnight yeah. when yeah. I had to wait and wait for the Friday or the Saturday and go down and buy it. Yeah. You know? A few of the lads <laughs> called into, into Tommy for Iron Maiden and I just got a text message. Guess what? The band turned up, was it? No, Jesus, no, 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 no. The, the, the lads, my mates, were going up to our maiden, so they went into the sound cellar, and right. they said, "Guess where we are?" And I says, "I'm the clue, like a bar, hopefully." And they went, "No, we're in the sound cellar." And I goes, "Good luck leaving there empty-handed." He's got some amount of stuff. Yeah, so they all fucking had to buy stuff off him then and go back to the hotel with the albums. No, what I liked about him in in the olden days when I was I was going to school and say like a ticket was fifteen quid. 15 yeah. pounds, remember, punts. Mm. And uh, he, he'd take a fiver deposit and you could, uh, when you had it, you'd come back and buy it. I mean, yeah. that doesn't happen now. You're, no. you're at the mercy of Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you Tommy know? was fantastic in so many ways in, in relation to just ringing him up because, again, we'd have no access to Tommy only through the phone. So you're ringing the sound seller and putting your orders through the sound seller. You then like have to wait two or three weeks for it to come, you know, uh, know an absolute legend. Yeah, because I just remember, you know, obituary were playing in Dublin in McGonagall's. I don't know if you remember that name. Of course I do, yeah. And and death. And what happened was, you know, Chuck and De- he couldn't get across from Scotland or something. Okay. And his his guitar tech stood in. Wow. But he looked very like he looked very like him, but no one Jesus. knew. Jesus. Everyone was so drunk. They were watching. They thought they were watching the full <laughs> But obituary were really good. Now I have to say they were they were class. It's, it's funny you brought them up because the last time I was in the sound cellar, I bought obituary's album on CD. I didn't want to fucking buy it on CD. I wanted to get it on vinyl, but I Tommy didn't have it on vinyl, so right. I couldn't leave empty-handed. Handed. So I said, "Look, just give me the fucking CD for fuck's sake!" Like, I know I used to walk in the sound cellar and go, "This is going to be hard in my pocket." Because yeah. he, he'd have all the stuff and he doesn't let you leave. Are you no. sure you don't see what you want there? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Give me that one then. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice now if uh, he had some Indominus yeah, CDs? I might, I might get him up. <laughs> no, I, he's, he's very genuine that way. Because if you're a metal band, you call into him and leave stuff, he'll he'll definitely move it for you. Like, you know, I think yeah, he's, no, he's, he's cool guy. Like, yeah. Jesus. I remember 50 Minion used to sell their stuff in there, t shirts yeah. and all. That's right, Jesus. They all did, I think. Um, but yeah. like, again, he's 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 like everybody else now. He's fearful over what's happening with Spotify and digital music. He's he's wondering, can the shop sustain itself? You know, it's only through vinyl sales because it's after just becoming, as you said, is uh, so popular that yeah. I think that's sustaining him to some degree. I think the thing is that people like you and I will always want physical stuff yeah um i i mean i like getting t-shirts i buy band t-shirts uh I, I think that's the only way you can support the band because they're not getting anything from spotify you know unless you had 10 million plays yeah. what are you getting it's, a thousand pounds it's a joke you know, yeah what other merch have you marked i think yeah you have a fair bit at the moment don't you, you have key rings and hats and stuff or? beanies, beanies kind of people bought beanies and we're thinking it's quite warm to be selling beanies but we're thinking forward into the winter yeah. and people wear metal heads wear beanies all the time yeah. and then we had different colored shirts um which went down quite well because we had pink for ladies yeah. and some men if they want pink you know we're not going to discriminate yeah and uh, the green for uh 
we just thought the green looked well, and then we thought yeah. maybe we'd sell more of them on Paddy's Day. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and then the red, and then it was just I just think it's good to have logo shirts because then when people come, you can see. Yes, I think you're right as well. There's a nice thing to it, isn't there? There's one there, Archives now, they're banned from Belfast. They have yeah. a beautiful logo shirt, man. Just yeah. it's, it's red, isn't it? It's a red. There's a red the one thing. I have now is white. It's just a white logo with a black T-shirt, but it, it's just the way it's wrote across the, the chest is fucking fantastic. A bit like Funny yours you now. Yeah. Funny you should mention them. I play, I stood in for a band that was supporting them last August. Just after we got back from Holland, okay. and they were really, they were really good. We played with them in, yeah, archives. No, but who just stand in? Oh, a, a band called Barriers. It was a our old singer set up another band, and and we he just asked their bass player had a his wife had a baby that okay. week, okay. so he couldn't he couldn't do it. So I was like, oh, hold on, you want me to learn all these songs, and I'm only back from Holland maybe a few days beforehand. So, but it worked out. But I saw archives then. I'd never seen them before. Yeah. Powerful band live, man. Yeah, they're doing well, aren't they? They're doing very well. It's just that the scene up there has exploded over the last two or three years, man. It's crazy what's yeah. coming out of there. And it's fantastic. And in relation to your merch again, and just bringing you back to the merch, who do you get to do the T-shirts, Mark? Um, it's a local place near where I live. Um, I think they're called the Gordon Group. And they're like, a, they do all sports stuff, but they do um, Gildan, which I always think is a good make. Yes. Soft, soft spun. Because yeah. I got an Iron Maiden one and that was Gildan, but it wasn't, it didn't feel as mm-hmm. soft. And uh, they're they're quite good. And they do embroidered um, beanies. I always yeah. think the embroidery, I might get the logo bigger on them. Um, I always think the embroidery is good, you know, because it lasts. Yeah. And then uh, the, the, the print on the t-shirts is quite good. Because I've, yes. I've had mine a while and it's been washed a few times. Yeah, I was just going to say, has it survived the washes? So. It's, uh, it's my uh, bedwear as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the name of the merch group and where the best? Uh, the Garden Group in Lurgan. Because there's Gordon. always people watching yeah. this show that are always, uh, you know, texting each other going, Jesus, who does good merch? And yeah, yeah it's, it's important to I kind of give yeah, a shout out. Cursed Sun were asking me where we get our merch done. Well, there you go, like. Now, just going back to where you are at the moment. So you are presently demoing songs. Would that be correct? Yeah, uh, more or less ready. Uh, just practicing with the drummer because we have to get him used to, cl- you know, the click tracks and stuff. Okay. So we'd, we'd rather be prepared going in than having to go in and use the studio time to iron yeah. out any difficulties, you know. But I think the the fact that we wanted the road test and with a few gigs is good, you know. Yes. Get get into your head and they become second nature, you know. Yeah. Josh has has done really well since he did your EP. Yeah. His fingerprints are over a lot of fucking bands that I have on the show in the last year and two years even. I think he's the go-to fella for that kind of stuff. And he, he did help when we did that EP um, with mm. the other guy, Johnny. Um, the two of them did it, so... Yeah, they got they got the mix. I think it sounded good, and that it yeah. got good reviews anywhere we sent it. It always came back with, you know, this is really good, and yeah, and we said, uh, oh well, <laughs> they made they made us sound good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? so that's good, man. That that there's a few options for you in relation to recording up there. Yeah, we'll have to get to Cork again sometime if someone can invent a 
you know, like Star Trek where you can stand <laughs> on the thing and it just brings you there. Scotty, <laughs> isn't it? Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, teleport. <laughs> yeah. Again, the Siege of Limerick is another obvious yeah. one there. It's, it's on twice a year, man. The chances, like if you get an EP out this year, there's a really good chance that you'll be making an appearance on it at some stage, yeah. you know? I, I think that when we saw our name on the poster, I was really happy because I was always wanted to try and play that. Yeah. And then when I saw it on the, you know, the glossy posters you get yes. on, I thought, yeah. I still have that. <laughs> Did you stay down that night? Can you, what were your memories of Siege? Uh, good. Um, we drove back. We were crazy. Oh, fuck. Okay. I think we killed a fox on the way back. Sorry, all animal lovers <laughs> ran out in front of the car. I thought I'd hit something else. And then I, that was my memory of it, just the killing the fox. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Siege of Limerick was very good. It was just such a long drive. I just yeah. remember uh, just just being very tired after, but good. Like the fact that you do it and that you make, mingle with the other bands. Yes. And such a good day. You know, there's it so is. many different. Can different you remember where you played? What stage were you? Were you upstairs, downstairs? I think we were downstairs. We weren't on the main stage because we, we were newer to them, yeah. you know. Um, we did it and we did it. We did it for the reason of we've done it and we are stamped on the posters and stuff. And, mm. but, um, having said that going outside of Ireland too is helpful, you know, yeah. Holland, and we did play in Switzerland and we're hopefully going to go back to Holland again. Mm. And what way do you approach those uh, gigs, Mark? Is it just a case of bring your own gear and breakables? Uh, well, just with the flights, uh, we didn't bring heads for Stonehenge heads were provided because that okay. would just be, yeah. Crazy on you know paying for excess luggage, mm. bring the guitars and um just the breakables, yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. And then we got carted about Holland, you know, the, they, we had a driver who brought us to the venue and back and stuff, so wow. and the hotel, so it was really it was really good. And we had free beer all that day, the whole day. Wow, where is that held? Uh, Steinvik in I think it's southern, I might be wrong, or northern Holland. Because okay. it's just a, a big country and it's so flat that it just all looks, yeah. when you're driving, it's like, it's so clean and flat. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I'm only back from Rotterdam, man. That's where I was. It's it's so handy just flying into Ship Hall and just yeah. a 25-minute drive, you're in Rotterdam or, you know. We, we, we played a gig before in Wiedendal, which is in the middle, I think. And that the night before we played, we went to see Blaze Bailey in, <laughs> uh, wow. in a local bar. With the Absolva, you know Absolva. No, I haven't heard of them. Absolva. They're the backup no. band for Blaze Bailey, but they're okay. a band. You, you should check them out. They're very good. They're an English band. Um, I think they're thrash metal, but they back him up. And uh, I have to say, he was pretty good. Now he was very, he was very big, you know. Yeah. But I think he's had a heart heart surgery there, and he's dropped a lot of weight. Hang on a while. Is it A S V O L M E L? Is that the band? Ab Absolva. Oh fuck it! I thought there's another band there. They're um, they're like uh, they look like uh, Motorhead. Motorhead. Yeah, it's not them, no. Not them, no. Check the other band. I'll drop you the link. Um, yeah. Well, Blaze Bailey was a nice fellow. We met him, and then you know I remember seeing him supporting Iron Maiden with Wolfsbane. That's in right. Dublin in 1990, and yeah. Wolfsbane were brilliant. I thought they were. I thought they were really good. Like. Yeah, but Les Bailey then went to Maiden, didn't he? As frontman for he did, yeah, he did two. I think he did two albums, wasn't it, with them? Yeah, it wasn't well then, received, uh, as far as I know. I, I lost um, interest in Maiden as soon as Seventh Son of, of a Seventh Son came out. I just fucking dropped oh, them. That's a great album. Yeah, I fucking hate it. 
<laughs> Somewhere in Time? No. Somewhere in Time was the last one for me, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, there was There's just too many fucking synths on Seven Son of a Seven Son. I was just going, oh, fuck off, lads. You, know. <laughs> you don't like synth. <laughs> and what, wasn't it Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter? Was that on that album, was it? I was on the No Prayer for the Dying. Oh, yeah, that was fucking muck as well. Then, that, you know, <laughs> they, they were definitely done for for me when No Prayer for the Dying came out, you know. I shouldn't have mentioned them today, sure I shouldn't. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing up bad memories. <laughs> no, no, you're grand, man. It's just a... Uh, some bands trigger me and I'm, you know, yeah. one of them is Ghost. I just fucking. Uh, ah. I, I love, I love Anthrax. I really I like love them. Anthrax. Absolutely. One of my favorite bands. Yeah. And, and you know, funny story. I, I got to know the drummer years and years ago and he got me in, he got me passes to see Metallica, you know, to actually meet them. Charlie Benante. So, yeah. He's, he's a really, he's a really nice guy. He actually. My youngest son, he's six. Well, he's 16 now. When he was born, he bought him little shoes with his name on them. You oh, know, my I God. I got that friendly with him. And uh, he, he got me sticks and passes. And he used to get me VIP entry into Anthrax concerts. Not so much now because I've kind of drifted hmm. a wee bit. But he was a really nice guy. And the rest of the band, you know, Joey Belladonna and that, he was a legend. He was a really down to earth fella. And yeah. I met them at the time when, remember, Dan Spitz was back? Oh, Remember oh. The, wee, the little guitarist? Of course I do, yeah. Uh, he he was, um, they were nice guys. They were doing that Among the Living oh, reunion. That's it, yes. What's the second singer? Didn't he? Uh, John Bush. John Was John Bush, he, they, I think they played gigs together at one stage. They did a couple of songs, but um, that tour I, I did, when they came here, Charlie got me in and I was behind the kit with my son. And wow. it was just amazing. Wow. You can't really hear much behind the kit because it's just like an echo. Yeah. yeah. But then someone threw a bottle at him from this crowd. And what? He, just, he just ducked, you know, a plastic uh, yeah. water bottle. But he says, he says there sometimes when they're, when they've got water in them, when they chuck them, they actually hurt, you know, because they're kind of hard when they hit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, so, the fuck yeah, he, would you be throwing a, a bottle at Antrax like? I know I remember going to Anthrax gigs before where the punks came and this yeah. is I'm talking That was CSFX man wasn't it? You know spitting with the you know when yeah. you spit and they walked off and they did it I think they did it to Iron Maiden as well and they said they would go off if it happened yeah. again Yeah That's disgusting yeah. now I don't it know why that horrific. was a thing That was a thing years ago you know but not so much not so much now Yeah but sure Joe Strummer got HIV because of it like Oh, did he? And then I suppose with COVID too now, you know, when that happened, if people were doing that, like... Yeah, yeah, that's cool, you know, man. You fucking had an, a kind of a friendly relationship with Charlie Benante, who's a legend. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's drumming now for Pantera. I'll send you on Instagram privately the drumsticks and stuff he signed and the stuff he gave me and obviously pictures with him and stuff. Yeah, class, man. You it's know, good to hear stories like that, isn't it? I took him for... Uh, I remember my wife picked me up. He was playing in the Ulster Hall and he offered me their... They were going to Glasgow. They were staying in the Hilton. He says, if you just want to stay there, oh, we, we we have to leave early and the rooms just got paid for. You know, Jeez. a really dentary guy. We brought him for a coffee as well in Belfast. And then he put 50 quid in the glove compartment because my wife drove him around to the Ulster Hall. Yeah, I was, I was somewhere. I was going into the Ulster Hall, but she had picked him up from the hotel mm. and he left money in the thing. He says, That's for you to get a meal. For Fuck's sake, that's class, man. So that you know, he is, he is, he is a, he's not a, an ego head. Yeah, 
I know, but it's good to hear stories like that, man. You know, yeah. your man is the yeah. same out of uh, Sacred Reich. He's good mates with one of my yeah. friends, Phil. Yeah. yeah, same crack again, just down to earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're dead on as well. They don't yeah, seem to be. Uh, we're drifting here away. <laughs> the only thing is <laughs> now, Mark, and it's great talking to you about other stuff as well. Describe where your music is now with the new stuff, just for people, fans of the band and stuff. I think I think it's drifted a wee bit away from. Um, pure death metal you know okay. it's not pure there's a little bit of a more because our guitarist likes hardcore right um there's a bit more of a hardcore element element mm-hmm. uh we still have the death and the, the heavy side you know we will never give that up but okay. there's a think with the you know the head bobbing riffs that's the thing that gets people yeah because uh, you're too intricate and you're too too many shifts and changes you lose people especially okay. live they're going, yeah. what the hell are they playing? <laughs> yeah. I, I used to, when we played before and we were very like chopping and changing, I looked out at people and people were like, uh, you've lost yeah. me at that riff. Yeah. You know, the way you, hear riff, enough. Mm. you know, when you hear a riff and you like it and the band takes it away again, and you're like, oh no, where's that gone? <laughs> There's so many bands that I could fucking name check and I won't that do that. Mm. It's just so frustrating, man. For fuck's yeah. sake, stay on the riff. That's that's what we try to do is that we if something works and we like you're your best critic and if you say, Oh that that would me really make me do this mm. and if it's gonna make me do it and the guitarist do it and the drummer, it's yeah. bound to make maybe three or four other people do it. So uh, don't fix something that isn't broken kind of mentality, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you any gigs coming up? Is just the Dublin one at the moment, Mark? There's the one on the 28th, and then we're doing a charity gig for the Sands Stillbirth in Stillbirth and uh, Charity in Belfast on the 27th of August in the Voodoo Lounge. Okay, um, excellent. It's Mark Ashby. He works, for, I think he was rock. He's one of the, I think it's Rock and Load. It's one of those um, fanzines online. Yeah, I heard of Rock um, and Load, yeah. He, he, he's organizing it. I think it's that now. And it's us, Cursed Son, and... Um, I think there's another band. I can't remember the other band. Delusional yes. Silent. Okay. Delusional Silent. Nice. So three of us, I think we're going to open it. Wreck the place for everyone yeah. else first. Nice. Nice. Sometimes that's <laughs> often uh, beneficial to go on first and fucking smash it. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a poison chalice too. <laughs> there's no one there. For those that are listening and watching, check out Indominus's merch, first of all. Give some yes. money towards the band. Uh, that's important. Yes, uh, I need to go on holiday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> back, get them back to Holland. <laughs> Meet up with Charlie. So listen, check out their uh, merch page. They can access that mark through um, Instagram and Facebook, I presume. There's yeah, a link there. Yeah, send us a message or Bandcamp and then they'll oh, probably Bandcamp. get me because I, I have all the merchandise at my house. So Great stuff. Okay. Yeah. And... Watch this space in relation to new material coming through. Yeah. We might hopefully have a single off before the year is out anyway. Whatever about the EP, mm-hmm. if we can get a single out, it'd be great. You'll be the first to get it, so we make sure you get it. Okay, great. And, you know, we'll do our best on our side to promote the shit yeah. out of it for you, kiddo. Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, obviously I see your stuff. I see your, where you are in the, the scheme of podcasts. Yeah, one episode a week and just having the dedication to to yeah. do it that way, you know, and it does take time. It? it does. does. Time. It absolutely does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to give a shout out to the members that didn't make it tonight. Logan, Ricky and Oak. 
Looking forward to seeing you live at some stage down the road, man. I'll be up at the front where I usually um for most gigs. And as I said, I'll be getting back onto Mark just to buy a t-shirt off you anyway. And uh no, no, appreciate rip, that. rip you on the show. Come up uh, and we'll uh, we'll uh, look after you sometime, you know, so you don't have to drive back three hundred <laughs> miles. I know, yeah. <laughs> There's that as well, isn't there? Fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen, Mark, uh, thanks a million for coming on the show. Oh, you can you. listen to Mark the bass player with Indominus and best of success, man, and uh, you know Judging by what you're saying to us, man, it's going to be exciting to get a new release off you. And yeah, uh, well, please go to see Indominus. They're playing two gigs in August. And, uh, July and August, sorry. July, July and August, my apologies. So no that, all those gigs will be up on your socials anyway, Mark, so they'll be able to find yeah. it there. Yeah, that's okay. great, Richie. Thanks for your time and thanks thanks for your support. We really yeah, appreciate glad it. glad to help it, lad. And that's what I always say at the end of the show, support your local metal scene.